On this week's episode of the Games Beat Decides podcast, the FTC shows up a year late to the loot box fight, Nintendo Switch had a very, very good Black Friday, and that is one bad bag, Todd. It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb, and with me is... Mike Minotti. Alright, in today's episode we're going to go over some news, we have some games. Uh, First though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. If you want to share something with us, you can email the podcast at gamespluspodcast@adventurebeat.com. If you are listening to this on our website, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, or Stitcher. And if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcast. Um, I think we are still using the Christmas music, so no thanking Carlos Ayn just yet, but we'll get back to that after the holidays. Um, Mike, how you been? Oh, fine. You know, it's good. Getting ready for Christmas and my birthday, all those fun things. Got my lights up, got my tree up. I'm good. Yeah, uh- yeah, uh, is your tree anywhere nearly as classy as mine? No, my tree is like way unclassy. It's got it's just filled with Star Trek and Disney ornaments. Wow, that's that's classy in its own way. For being honest, right. uh, it's where I was yeah, thinking about I'm, like I could get almost any Disney ornament imaginable, like any pop culture movie thing. You can't find like video game Christmas ornaments easily. Yeah, I noticed a few during like the Black Friday sale for um, Think Geek the game. GameStop's thing now, um, but there weren't. You, I mean, there still weren't a ton. It was just like, oh, there's like a little Donkey Kong arcade machine thing. And like, it was like, like pretty Walmart's expensive. Done a really good job of like getting like every media brand it can for from like movies and stuff from TV, but they don't have many video game things, if any. I can't really remember. Right. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm into doing like the the wild like just oh fun good times tree every once in a while um but my my wife has like themes for each year and we sort of ro- rotate and i'm uh, i'm into that too because you're right it does, it's like a pretty looking tree so pretty good tree it's fun to have pretty nice tree yeah it's fun to have that in the house uh, throughout december uh and, and your birthday's coming up you got any plans we're gonna play smash brothers all day <laughs> You're not going to play the uh, the Anthem beta? You're, wait, the, that starts the oh. day after your birthday, right? Oh, that does, huh? I mean, I, I actually do want to play that because I'm okay. yeah. curious to see if uh, this is a game that I need to be excited about. I'm thinking it is, but I want to see. Yes, for sure. I'm right there with you. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Talk about when that – it's an alpha, actually, when that starts in the news. Um, first, though, we could talk about what we've been playing. I, I – uh, I know that you, we talked a little bit last week, I think you mentioned you were playing, or trying to get back into Red Dead. Was that successful? Did you yeah, get was. back in there? I actually got pretty good back into it pretty good this past week. Uh, kind of, what, I think I'm in chapter four now, so right. I'm pretty far into it. It's like, you know, I'm a bit more used to, like, the game's kind of clumsier aspects, I guess, and I'm, like, pretty involved in the story now and, and liking that stuff enough that... It is fun, and I enjoy it. It's definitely not, like... It's not monumental or anything crazy, but, you know, I'm having fun with it, at least. Right. It sounds like you've come to a comfortable place where you can 
like what it's doing, uh, even if you aren't going to fall in love with it necessarily? Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of just clumsy kind of things about it. But, you know, I, I, I am a point where I can play it for a couple hours and pretty much have a good time the entire... I, I will say that I am pretty much just beelining through, like, the main story quests. I'm not messing around a whole lot with, like... I'll do some of, like, the main side missions, like the one that have their own cutscenes up, but I'm not, like, I'm just going to go out and hunt for two hours, or I'm going to go fishing, or I'm going to play blackjack, or rob a carriage fun. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm not even really sure why you would need to, like... It's not like... like the whole game, they're always trying to press on you, like, you need money, we need money. You get a lot of money just from doing the main missions, at least for, like, what you need. And I'm not even really sure what else you would need, except for, like, that basic stuff anyways. Like, you get upgrade right, your camp. Yeah. You get all the upgrades just from doing, like, the main missions, it seems like to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I guess the idea is, like, people want to explore this world, so, like, give them stuff to do in there. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that character progression is kind of hard to feel like you're really like, if you're right. doing it for that end, if you're doing it to like make Arthur feel more powerful or have more options, uh, you're not going to get a lot of that. No, it almost seems like game. just like the guns you get from playing the game are good. I mean, you, just, you still ultimately just need to shoot people in the head to kill them. Right. With almost every Right. Yes. So you just right. walk onto them, you move the thumbstick up a bit and you kill them. So it's like, well, why do I, why do I need to like go spend four hours getting a slightly better gun? Like it makes no concernable difference right yeah um uh, i'm i'm right there with you i um i i kind of i'm getting the urge here and there to kind of go back to it but also i'm like there's so many other games i want to catch up on before we start talking about game of the year so and, and i know my opinion's not, not never going to change that drastically i i um i still appreciate it i i was curious about arthur morgan's story um but i also have just listened to a spoiler podcast and i kind of know how that all happens now and that epilogue that epilogue sounds like a a real thing. Um, I won't yeah, spoil it all at all, but yeah, no, it no. sounds like a thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be curious. I hope you get through it because I would be really curious what your thoughts are on it. Um, um, it's, it's weird because it seems like they almost set the game up to be more open. Like when you get to the first camp, it's like, we need money. So here's where you put all the money you get. Get money and put it in this box. You're almost like, okay, I guess I kind of just go around and do whatever to earn money. And once we make enough money, we move on to the next part. And it's not that at all. It's, it, it is just do the quest and eventually you'll go to the next part. It doesn't matter how much money you raise. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, it, it, yeah, you're very much like on, uh, yeah, like you're just kind of filling up mission buckets. And then once that mission bucket gets full, you move on to the next area. Like it's, that's the only bucket. There's no other, like, you're not really affecting any, like any economy or like, uh, there's no like, um, uh, factions or anything like anything like that. Yeah. It's just very, it, it just feels very stilted, very, um, well, I mean, still, it's like still water. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's finally. I don't know. I, I, my expectations were a little different. I suppose I don't know. Anyway, it's it's also it's also one of those games. It's like even when you are having a good time with it, it's somehow easier to just like start nitpicking and complaining about right. Even like when I try it. to talk about why I like the game, actually, I still feel like I'm just ultimately complaining about it. Yeah, and it's, I think, it's <laughs> and I don't mean to. It. Right, yeah, totally. But that, it just happened. I think that's the way this... There's something about this game that causes people to do that. I've definitely noticed that for sure. Um, yeah, any, anything else that you've been uh, playing or anything? It's more Pokemon. Right. Uh, something I can't talk about. I'll leave that up to people's imagination, but... Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week for sure and talk about yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, I, I am broken down. I am going to buy Pokemon when I kind of have the money ready to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds it's a lot of fun. delightful. I, yeah, if it's yeah. really been enjoying it. 
as yeah. I'm shocked, That's... but I like it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to hear it, and I'm yeah, I'm there's just it just sounds like the kind of game, especially like at, maybe after. Uh, the holidays. I'm probably not going to play it like tr- to try to talk about it for game of the year or anything like that. But no. um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't need to do that. Sure. But like afterwards, it seems like the kind of thing. It's like, oh, you know, I've got a little bit more time. Maybe I'll be. I could read a book and play some po- or or, the, or play some Pokemon to just relax. That sounds like a good time to me. The only kind of game of the year games I need to play still are Assassin's Creed and Hitman Two. Yeah. Once I get to the yeah, well, definitely do that. Oh, I yeah, I'm a. Uh, so speaking of that, that's kind of what I've been trying to do. Uh, Spider-Man, I'm, I'm trying to finish that. I, I'm uh, definitely still kind of having the same good time that I was having with it and also just kind of having the same uh, nitpicking problems. I, uh, It just, it, it's it's doing what it's doing and what it's doing isn't that much more advanced than um, than what I felt like Spider-Man 2 was on the... the- You're so wrong on this. This is, I would disagree with you too much this year, to be fair. You are so wrong on Spider-Man. Spider-Man is fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I love Spider-Man. I, I don't know. I feel I, I feel like when it comes to the combat, I feel like me and you are playing completely different games. Because I thought the combat was like super yeah. fun and involved and I'm doing all these things. And you're like, no, nah, you just mash a button. Well, I I, I don't know. I, so it's not that you're just mashing a button. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just like it has its routine it wants you to go through. And I, I and. It is sort of frustrating because I feel like the uh, the counter system isn't as uh, I, I might have said this like when we first talked about it the, the counter system like that thing pops up it's like oh it's time to counter it and uh, that the white the white counters emblem gets like chewed up by the scenery a lot of times where you just can't see it and then all of a sudden it's red and then like later in the game I'm I'm past like the turn I think the big turn in the game where like okay now it's a different now like, like the environment's different like everything that's happening is different uh, no, and yeah, yeah. at that point you get some yeah you get some enemies that are like they're gonna they're, they're gonna give you that that counter window for a fraction of the second and they're ranged enemies and it's it's like oh if you miss that like it's a huge chunk of damage and i like did i just not spec spider-man correctly for this situation i think where i'm like i'm suddenly enough. dying a lot i might I'm, it might be but it, like <laughs> it's like and i'm like really really focusing on trying to like counter these things because it seems like the only option maybe is, like, that's your when problem you see that red I don't know. Yeah, like countering the, isn't sometimes instead of countering, just roll out of the way. It's it's safer and better. I mean, that's okay. I'll give it a shot. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's sort of, it's not bad, man. You shouldn't be worried that much about countering. It's really more just about being agile and, and kind of moving around all over the place. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll give it a shot. Um, I, I that I mean, all that said, I do overall still like it just because they nailed what I wanted wanted to that wanted them to nail, which was making the swing in really fun, and they did a great job at that. So, yeah. Um, the the other one I'm playing is just uh, it's Swery's new game, uh, The Missing, which has a subtitle, which I think is JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories. I think that's right. Of course, it's um, yeah, <laughs> it's and it's uh, it's it's strange and it it's clunky. And it had like, and it like it has this content warning at, at the top where it's like this deals with some like really like out there themes and you should be ready and you should know what they are, and it's not wrong because it's like the whole gameplay mechanic is you you are this woman and in order to get through these platforming puzzles you have to sort of injure her or self injure her to remove limbs and body parts to like get through like smaller crevices and things like that or. There was one where it's like there's like this box up on this tree and you need to get the box down so you can climb on top of it to get up on a ledge. But there's nothing like it's show- the game's showing you, oh, you could throw rocks at it. Well, 
when, when there's no rocks, like, what can you throw? Well, you run into some spikes to make your arm fall off, and you throw your other arm with with your remaining arm to get the box down. It's like, okay. So it's like this self-harm thing, and it's like, and it's it's not trying to uh, get around that, where it's like, oh, this is just a quirky gameplay mechanic. It's dealing with those themes and, like, why this character would be dealing with that stuff. Although I'm just getting it, getting into, like, a lot of that stuff. A lot of, like, oh, here's what this game is about. Um, and from what I've heard, it's like, it really... It surprisingly nails it. Like it, it, it does surprisingly well with such um, fraught themes. So uh, I'm excited to play more. Playing it on Switch and it, it works well enough. So uh, yeah, kind of kind of digging that. Um, but other than that, I'm like, oh, there's just like all these games where I still like like mostly smaller games. Like Far Alone Sales is one that people swear is a great game that I just I own and haven't tried. Uh, and there's a few others like that, but mostly just trying to get through what I'm playing so then I can uh, speak to those fully. But Mike, that uh, does it from what I'm playing. So, would you be okay if? And I know this is different for us well, talking about some news. Do you want? I talk guess about I'll allow news? it. Time for some news, everybody. Whoa. All right, we're getting we're getting it's, into this it. energy. I know. I'm trying to bring it, Mike. God damn, it's almost your birthday. I'm so excited. Oh, me too, dude. <laughs> uh, first up, story number one. Uh, the FTC is pledging to investigate video game loot boxes right oh, on good. time, Mike. Oh, thank right, God. Someone called it's in such a Calvary. problem right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this happened because uh, the yeah the, the federal trade federal trade communication in or commission I'm sorry in the United States was speaking before Congress during a hearing, uh, which I think it was a standard oversight hearing of of the FTC, and it was primarily focused like on the docket they were going to be talking about Facebook, Google, and data privacy. Um, but, uh, a, a Senator whose name is escaping me. I think it's Senator, Senator Hassan from New Hampshire. I think that's right. Um, brought up loot boxes and said, Oh, it's going to be this like $50 million industry. I can't remember the number she used. And, uh, and it, it sounds like it's preying on children. Like, we should, are, are we looking into that? And then the FTC was like, we we're going to. And it's like, okay. So it's like, I think they just kind of like got called on it. Like, this is something you should probably know about. And they're like, yeah, we, we oh yeah, we planned on doing it. Um, I, I think, uh, I, and I, I, I tweeted this, but my, like, if you're showing up at this point, like how good can your regulation really be? If you end up deciding like, oh, this is something that we should be looking into because it has changed so much since people were really calling for someone for a group like the FTC to like step in. And we are already moving on to stuff like progression passes. And if you're looking at loot boxes, it just feels like by the time you enact in anything, the, the, the way video games make money is going to be so different that it's not even worth trying to stop it. Right. Yeah. This, this it certainly seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it just seems like, it's like just, I don't know. Like what, what games are like, there's still the mobile games that do loot boxes. It's like that in overwatch now. Right. Like, right. Everything yeah. else has and moved like, on anyways. I think like stuff like, you know, some like legacy stuff, uh, like where they do have progression passes now, but I think they still have loot boxes because they started with that. And I think that's like Rocket League and PUBG, maybe. I don't know for sure on either of those games. I know they did. I don't know if they still do or if they've completely focused on like battle passes. Um, I guess Ubisoft announced that, uh, or people saw like when they were playing the beta, that Trials Rising is going to have uh, some loot boxes uh, and that like, you know, got uh -oh. angry and I'm like, I mean, all right, guys, come on. It's trials. Like, we probably don't get a tri another trials game if they don't figure out how to make this game money on like the long term. Because um, what they used to do with trials games is like just sell maps, 
And that actually sucks because if you don't have map, all the maps, then you can't use all the parts in like the player created stuff, which is legitimately good in trials. And so like if they give away those maps for free and focus on this other stuff, everybody sort of wins, I feel like. Uh, I mean, my, my th- I never thought the loot boxes were all that bad. And the one time, like the two times, like I can remember where they were bad was Battlefront 2. Uh, which win. got course corrected very quickly, and then uh, Shadow <laughs> of Mordor came had, out. Right, Shadow of Mordor had some bad ones too, and those—I mean, that that took longer, but it still got corrected. Right, and they announced they were going to do it for like not too long after release. I guess it was a few months after release, but and it's like even in that game, it didn't feel like it was. Um, it felt like you could ignore it pretty easily. Uh, it just felt like, why are you even doing this? And so it was very distracting because of that. Like it did, like made so little sense in that game. Um, but yeah, like, so uh, we aren't with the industry has moved on. Like uh, the, the industry got the message and I, I, I think I was listening to like a planet money podcast this week and they were talking about like sanctions and like when sanctions work on rogue or dangerous governments. And they're like, well, I mean, 50, they're going to work 50% of the time. And it's like, of course, like if you enact, uh, uh, uh regulations against loot boxes, it's probably going to work. But the point is, it's like it's also going to have probably set, like detrimental side effects where it's like this regulation is going to be pretty ham fisted and companies are going to have to do a lot of work to comply. And and, the, and that might ca- like cause them some money on their bottom line. And then that's going to hurt people who are just making the games, not the people who are executives making these to, to, making these decisions. Um, and it's like the best sanctions are the ones where it's like they're a threat. And then the country that you're tr- you're threatening threatening to sanction just changes their behavior because they're so scared of the potential s- sanction. And it's like it seems like the threat of regulation has done what we mostly wanted it to do, which is get these companies to like back off from this business model that a lot of people don't like, a lot of people think is predatory, um, and it worked. And so now to like try to go through and say no, we still need regulation, just seems misguided and and punitive in a way that just isn't going to be great for anybody involved mm-hmm. yeah just I don't, I don't know it seems like a soft problem already to me right. but <laughs> yes i mean people are still like if people are still mad about those loot boxes and it like speak like it's like people are battlefront especially and this is something i kind of wanted to ask you like battlefield 5 came out right that yes. game is out it, i mean is that thing no one is talking about that is that bombing or what's going on with that I mean, I, I think it's definitely having, I think it's struggling at the very least. Um, I don't know if it's bombing. I don't know if, I don't know if like the, the tiered release system where it's like the game came out multiple times, depending on like what version or what like service you have, if that affected it. Like, I think, I think that's still like kind of new to these publishers and they're not exactly sure how to like do their media blitz around that sort of tiered release structure. Um, I mean, it's clearly not, not doing gangbusters right like we would know like i feel like it would be inevitable it's not you haven't it's heard not, anything about it man like call of duty uh, black ops 4 uh came out and you knew it was a big deal right away and it was and it like it sold very well i mean you know um, yeah, was, everyone's talking about it and also uh activision was talking about it they told us it was doing well right now ea is not talking about battlefield 5 it doesn't feel like people i mean and it's i guess like at a certain point like what is there to talk about it it's it's like the single player came out and people were like oh it's it's got some problems. It's it's okay though. Uh, it has RTX if you have one of those cards. Like for the four of you out there that have that. Oh, and, you're and ray like tracing two of you that, again. 
Yeah, the, yeah, the two of you that are actually going to try it because you uh, don't care about frame rate. Uh, yeah, it, it, like, what is there to talk about? It doesn't have its battle royale mode. We knew it wasn't going to, so no one, no one was even like, oh, no one's even mad that it's not in there because they knew yeah, it was right. going to be in there. Like, so yeah, like, it's like there's like, well, it's, it's like, not even like, like one of those... again, you don't, like, you don't even hear people really being upset about the game either. I just exactly like, I'm not Which hearing is like... anything about this game. And you know what? Maybe, maybe this is Fallout seventy six. Maybe people are just like. If if there's nothing to talk about and there's nothing to be mad about and like there's also this game out there where people are like oh this is awesome I get to be mad about something uh it it's like sucks all the air out of the room for anything else that could be like sort of milk toast or sort of um, vanilla which is what Battlefield Five feels like honestly I think it's a solid game no one's saying it's like outright bad um people a lot of people don't like the single player but I mean guess what Call of Duty doesn't even have one of those and that didn't seem to be a problem so it's like. Uh, at a certain point, adding a feature that's not great is that really a negative? Um, it's just that the multiplayer is a known quantity, and that's not. It's just people like the Battlefield fans are going to play it, and that's it. So, I I don't know. I mean, it's still it's a big game. Uh, I'll be uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see where it lands on the NPD though next time. Right? Yeah, I'm very I mean, interested to see that. Yeah, I I it might, it my guess is it's a whole, it has a whole lot of like. November competition necessarily, but I guess it's still competing with all the uh, October right. games, really. Right, yeah, and it's um, I don't know. It, it, November feels like it felt like a weird month this year. I, I just didn't like it. Sure it's, did. it's never felt like this before, where it's like, wait, are we are we done? Like, I mean, I know there's these games are coming out, but like, it, you know, are they gonna like? Are they even gonna be good? Like, are, is anyone gonna care? And the answer turned out like they're gonna care, but because they hate the one game, and then that's it. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Boy, do they. Uh, yeah, and boy, do they. We can talk about that right now. Fallout 76 is a mess, is what I've put into the rundown here. Um, mm. I, I, You know, it's a mess. <sighs> it's a mess because people have, like, decided it's a mess. Like, it's yes, a mess, Bethesda yeah. has... It's a mess. I mean, okay, no, no, you're right. It's a mess. But also, like, it's a mess in a way, like, a lot of games are just sort of like... I mean, Darksiders 3 is probably equivalent, like, is also a mess on, like, in a lot of the same ways... But it's not from Bethesda, and it's like the expectations are different. I guess that's what I mean. I'm not. I'm not saying like Bethesda like came out with a good game and nobody nobody's giving it recognition. It's a problem, but it's also just like at a certain point, like a bad game's a bad game, and we could just like go play something else now. Yeah, I, no? I guess so. I, yeah, uh, it, it is. I mean, like I'm not saying like it's like, I know what you mean. It's just weird. But I, I, yeah, I know what you mean too. Because like this, I mean, this does feel like an like a kind of a a culmination of, of several things. Like the people who weren't happy about um, fall, like Fallout Four in the first place, right? And then you have this game, right. and it kind of has all these problems that like Bethesda games have like kind of had, and before it was almost kind of yeah. funny. And th- then it's just uh, more so than honestly the way the game looks, which isn't great, and the bugs, which aren't great. I just think fundamentally designed. Wise, there's, there's yeah. a lot of problems boss and whatnot. Yeah, and that's the other thing I'm trying to well, get think- with. Because, because you know, I, I agree with you when I'm like, ah, people should could just go play something else. But like, it, then it's it like this cynical part of me is like, are developers or publishers ever going to do anything unless people just get furious and yell at them? Is that the only point? Yeah, it seems like where people are where they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I, know. I mean, Maybe not. You're right. I mean, I. I mean, and Bethesda has been in this weird situation where it's kind of, uh, you know, it's done enough to sort of, I guess, and it's, this is not the right term because it's not really doing anything wrong, but get away with the games it's releasing. Um, 
and and now it's like okay now people are like oh all those times i was mad about those bugs before uh now that 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 counts because this game's just bad and just i mean there's a point where it's like most people don't really know how to talk critically about a lot of games i I struggle with it too it's a hard thing to do Uh, so people like they focus on the wrong things and they focus on like, oh, this game's buggy. And it's like, homie, a lot of games are buggy. You just don't like the fundamental game, which is some, which is exa- exactly what you just said. That's the real problem. People like want to like the game and it's it's actually not for them. And so they're like, well, the problem is, is that Bethesda games are always buggy. And it's like, go back and play Skyrim. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's buggy, but that wasn't a problem. You ignore it because you like the fundamental underlying game and it works yeah, sure. 98% of the time. Um, and it's just... and. and and so people, yeah, people focus on these things and they start talking about game engines and it's like, you know what? I think everyone agrees. Why don't the faces look better in these games after all this time? We know it's possible. We've seen the modders do it. Why is it still so bad over and over? And, <laughs> it is and it's like, you know, the, the answer probably to that is, well, every time they try to fix it, maybe it creates more bugs. We don't know. Uh, or, or, you know, there's a million other reasons or maybe they just are that, they, that it's like it saves them money not to like try to fix that stuff. I, I don't know. Um, but clearly, I, I, the next time Bethesda comes out with a game, they're going to have to maybe shore up some of those things that they have. I think, yeah, they are with. going to have to make something that is probably a bit more technically impressive the next time around, huh? It's hard to imagine. Yeah, I, I that, think that, so. I mean, that, that sci- if that sci fi game comes out and it looks like a bit better than Fallout 4, I think there's it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, there there are other ways to like do that. I mean, it, it, the reason these games look the way they do, and the reason they're as buggy as they do, is because they have more points of interaction than any other game period. Like, you could pick up everything in the world. Uh, I think what they could do is, is they say, well, you could pick up everything in the world, and now now look what you could do with it. If they started adding some stuff on that side, technically, and made it like the, those interactions like me- more meaningful uh, in a way that's like, oh wow, I could like do that in this world. Um, I think they have some more leeway with the visuals, but they have to do one or the other. They have to like, they can't just be like, it's fallout four with multiplayer, which is, seems like that's what they've done. Um, that's clearly not enough. Um, I, I, I've, the conversation around this game has gotten, uh, I think it's just, it's sort of escalated though. Cause it like what we're talking about, I think it's like, okay, yeah, th- these are things are problem and they're a problem for Bethesda. Uh, and, and now people are like, well, should they just pull the plug on the game and start refunding people? This is stuff I've heard like legitimate, like media personalities say, and it's like, well, no, just like give it, give it a couple months, see if you can fix it. And if you can't, oh well, like move on. Um, uh, the, the 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 reason when it becomes a bigger issue is that um, on PC you can only get it from the the Bethesda store, and even if you were to buy a physical version, you just get the code to redeem on the Bethesda launcher. Um, and that doesn't have a re- refund system like Steam does, which is so it's become a standard across the across the board in every country. Everyone knows I could try a game for two hours over the first two weeks and automatically get a refund if I, if I have a problem with it mm-hmm. uh, on Steam. That's not on Bethesda's launcher. So people are like, well, how do I get a refund if, I, if I'm in this situation? It's like, well, the answer is, is you don't. And a lot of people are like, well, that, that's not cool. And it was never cool. And so now there are talks of class action lawsuits. So there's, I think there's a firm that's already saying like, we're going to look into this and maybe try to do it. Um, and the, the reasoning is the, the no refunds and the bugs. Uh, and it's just like, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what the, how, about the bug argument. That feels like a nebulous thing. Yeah, but but the no the, refund thing. Bags? Yeah, that's messed up. Can you sue a person for a bag? The bags. 
No, you can if they tell you they're giving you a canvas one and they don't. Um, it's funny. It is just funny. But you also, on top of everything else, like they also did this. Also so stuff, here's what they did. Yeah, so they uh, they have a collector's edition, which I think is $200 for Fallout 76, which is a big number. Um, and in the, the picture, for like when you went to go pre-order this thing, um, you would see all the items, and there was like a like one of those the helmets for one of the mech suits or whatever power they are. The, I can't remember the, the power, power suit. Armor, that's right, power armor, power armor. Yeah. Um, and then like you know the game and a map and a bunch of other crap. And then there was like this really nice looking sort of messenger canvas bag made out of canvas material, whatever the hell that is. I am not a seamstress. Um, when people when people got their bag, however, it was the thinnest grossest nylon material I've ever seen in my entire life. It was a, dis- like this bag is so hideous. It like made me uncomfortable to look at it. Mike, it is a bad bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> and people were upset because they paid $200 yeah. and this is, and they, they felt, they felt lied to. And guess what? They were, um, <laughs> that was, that's just straight up a lie. It's false <laughs> advertising. Lying. Yeah, it's yeah. false. It's false advertising. Now, my guess here is is what happened was they went they're like, okay, here's the prototype. They did say it was a prototype, but like they had the prototype and they had every intention of making the canvas bags. And then like maybe tariffs or trade issues caused like that price on like to like create something like that to go up where where, where like just wasn't feasible feasible anymore. And the only way they could like meet this on time is to like just stamp uh, a Fallout 76 logo on a olive colored green nylon bag. Uh, that is sitting in like someone's warehouse, like they, and they have like ten million of them ready to go. Like whenever NPR has a drive or whatever for their pledges, um, <laughs> it is uh, yeah, and, and so yeah, that, that's I mean, whatever the reason, you have to tell people if you're making a change like that. That is a substantial change to the thing you sold them, um, and you have to alert them. Uh, if you gave people a heads up and gave them an, uh, gave them an opportunity beforehand to cancel, that would have been fine. They didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, people are mad. And but how are they going to make it up to him? Yes. They're going to make it up to him with 500 atoms, which is just wow, that's so generous of them. What is 500 atoms you ask? Uh it's a good question. It is $5 of in-game currency for Fallout 76, a game these people probably don't like. Um <laughs> and, with 500 500 atoms if you go to if you try to use that in the game you get like some really crappy stuff like you can't even buy the in-game version of this canvas bag which is just the the, the saltiest salt on the wound there uh <laughs> i i kind of can't believe they they would screw something up so bad but also you're like like, like that's just seems- made up money they could give as much as that as they wanted to they could have given away like, 2000 I- of it like who cares right it's not even that it's like if you if you start talking about like lifetime value for players and like they want to like monetize players, um, I I guess so, like I think Gary Widow on a show the other day was saying like oh, uh, someone inside a developer said the goal was to try to get people to one hundred and fifty to one hundred and sixty dollars. If we could do that, the game is a huge success and it's going to last for years. Um, you already got two hundred dollars out of these players. You have already surpassed surpassed that number. At that point, these are the players that you just give everything to. You just say, oh, man, we fucked up so bad. Have everything. And then, like, you know, everything that's possible to give them at this point, just give it to them. And, and maybe promise them more stuff down the line. 
Um, because they're going to be the players that maybe come back for the next game, and that's where you're going to have to like really make it up. Um, but it's not like you're losing anything, even if you do all of that, because you already got $200 from them. Oh, it's that's weird. Okay. It's real weird. It's it's kind of it's like morbidly funny too. Like at a <laughs> yeah, point, but it's like also I'm amused. I guess you get what. Well, yeah, and you I can almost understand like why like once like one thing goes wrong where it's like Fallout seventy six comes out and it's starting to turn into this thing where it's like oh this is a problem, and then oh uh, the bag thing is suddenly a problem. Oh no, uh, like what do we do? I don't know. Fix it. Do something, and then they make another mistake by like only going halfway or half assing it. And it's just, and like and they've already admitted it's a, a mistake, and they admitted they didn't tell people. So when, if they if the people do try to sue them, it's like, well, they've already admitted everything, so it's just going to be that much easier to, for people to try to get their money back. Um, so just do it right the first time. At the same time, I'm betting Mike that the majority of people who are complaining about this did not buy the two hundred dollar <laughs> edition. It's, no, just, it's, probably, it's just another. It's thing just to another. Pop up it, on. It's just another thing, right? Which is like where it also it just gets weird to me. Like I'm like, yeah, it's just a bad game, and I know you didn't buy that shit. Don't even front. Like, don't joke. Like, just move <laughs> on. Go play something else if it's that upsetting to you. But I don't know. People latch onto it and becomes it becomes a bigger and bigger thing. Uh, wh- on a like a larger scope, Mike, why do these disasters keep happening? Do and do, do disasters like this, like this, and Battlefront Two, and there's a, like a list of other games that have been like this that are that's escaping me at the moment but it feels like this doesn't really happen in a lot of other industries like games or movies flop um, musicians release albums that no one care about but they don't turn into disasters as regularly as i feel no, as we get like, in gaming even like like what like the like a, a giant like movie disaster like what justice league like people even at that point people kind of pointed and laughed and moved on people didn't seem to be furious right that that movie was bad. Everyone was like, yeah, that's that's too bad. That movie sucks. And they made fun of it a bit. They laughed. But yeah, everyone kind of got over it eventually, huh? What is it? I, I mean, I think there are just extra layers of uh, complexity to game design, not to, like, diminish the other, you know, what goes on to make these other things. And obviously, I don't understand all the facets of it. But it certainly seems like more things can go wrong in gaming, right? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I mean, like, I mean, it's more expensive, I guess. That's right. I mean, Battlefront 2 was undone pretty much entirely just by the progression system, and which was tied to loot boxes. Like, that game probably could have been a giant hit because I actually think the game of it was fun, or, you know, certainly fun enough. And that got just completely overshadowed by by other things. Uh, And and now, with, with like Fallout, it's much more of a combination of things. Uh, Fallout certainly seems like, at the very least, it should not have come out already. I think they were definitely super. I, there was definitely arguments in that studio, like um, you you can imagine, where they're like, maybe this shouldn't come out now, ah, uh, but it has to. Right. You can only you you see something that happened. Yeah, and, and and games are inherently more expensive to buy, and the hype cycle is uh like like people in a way that they aren't from movies or music or or, or books. Uh, we're very, very tapped into the hype cycle and, and companies are trying to capitalize on that. And maybe that's starting to backfire pretty regular, regularly now. Um, yeah, it just, it's just, it's just such a weird relationship that we all have to games at this point. And it's like, I, you know, I get what I get swept up in it too. So I get it, but it's just weird that it just keeps happening over and over. Uh, the other games I was thinking of, No Man's Sky and Mass Effect Andromeda, were the one, like the two big. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. That one's itchy because I mean, some of these other games can have like they kind of come back, but Mass Effect Andromeda just kind of uh, 
just, you know, what are you going to do? It's bad. Everyone kind of moved on. Yeah. And I, I mean, if I had to make a bet, I would bet that Fallout 76 would kind of go the Andromeda route, but who knows? I would think so. Like, I don't, to salvage that, there's a lot of work you have to do. And that studio has two other giant games that they need to be working on, you know, including, and also Utter Scrolls, uh, Blades, which already got delayed, and maybe that got delayed because people are working on. They had to like take people to do damage control and Fallout. I don't know. Right, that that's the uh, common wisdom now. A lot of people are assuming that, and I I, I would guess that too. So yeah, um, I it, it, I would imagine things in Bethesda right now are pretty like because this is like the first like I I would bet super demoralizing experience. Yeah, and you would think, huh? Yeah, like like some studios, uh, EA probably has a thing in like in, like. Uh, a whole policy about like okay when the shit hits the fan and everyone's mad at us and our employees still have to just come to work and do their job each day even though people are super mad at them here's what we're gonna do and we're gonna make sure everyone's like okay and all this stuff they're they're used to it uh but this is not and i, I just <laughs> you know yeah i hope i hope that they can like just sort of realize what this is and just push past it and just say we screwed up i know people are like treating this like this is the end of the world uh, and a lot of people are mad for very uh, legitimate reasons in some cases um but we're just gonna do better next time or or, or you yeah. know or we'll find a way to make this right one or the other uh but like just kind of go do your job and recognize that uh people are getting pretty heated because that's just what we do now it's pretty yeah i really would like to know what the psychology of what it what exactly it's like like in blizzard when the the awful thing is happening or you know, you, you always get the line of, oh, well, you know, our community is super passionate, but you're, gosh, I, right. and obviously people can't be happy about it, but I just wonder, like, like how does that, do they just bring in donuts that day to try to get people feeling yeah. better about <laughs> things? Like, like how do you do? Ah, oh, sorry that everybody hates us. Yeah. Look, it's filled I, with jelly. <laughs> yeah, you just hope the leadership is, uh, knows what to do in those situations. It's got to be tough. It has to be. Can't be fun. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Story number three. Uh, Nintendo Switch had a very good Black Friday. Um, uh, Mike, I know you wrote this story. Do you remember any of the details? You want, I, I got like. A it seems. Well. Yeah. I mean, without saying it, it seems like this is probably because of Pokemon, right? Uh, the kind of the problem with the Switch. Well, there's a few factors. Pokemon, I think, is the biggest one. Um, they had a Mario Kart 8 bundle for three hundred dollars. That was like their big kind of sale thing. I think that was attractive to a lot of people. And uh, then also, and we're going to talk about this later, Smash Bros. is already pre-selling like crazy. Well, a lot of those people are buying Switches, I think, in preparation for Smash Brothers. Even, even They might have even just straight up bought that collector's edition, although I don't even know how many of those those were. I think those sold out pretty quickly. Those, those, those are, are like the, the Smash collector's edition? Yeah. Yeah, and that, I saw that stuff uh, filling the things under uh, the games at Walmart when I was there like a couple weeks ago. Uh, I never, I've never seen that before. That it's like, just yeah, you just sell the thing with the game on the thing, even when it's not out, uh, and you just include a code because the code's going to work when the game comes out, uh, and you know people want to buy it now, so why not? Just like it's like this really smart uh, system selling pre order like system uh, that I was uh, surprised, but surprised that we hadn't seen that before. Uh, and I bet that's working very well. There are a lot of people who waited for Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, Pokemon, to a degree, also, uh, I feel like almost maybe more of those people already got a Switch, but a lot of people were holding off for Smash Brothers, I think. And we're, we're right. gonna see I, that. 
people are like, well, how many people are going to buy Smash that don't already own a Switch? And the, the reason that came up is because there was a, this analyst who spoke to Bloomberg, I think. I can't remember where the analyst is from, who said, uh, pretty sure Nintendo's going to miss that uh, 20 million Switch units sold in uh, its fiscal 2019 or whatever it is uh, by about 3 million units. Uh, and that came out before this Black Friday. It came out, that, that uh, messaging came out before Pokemon released and all that stuff. Um, and his numbers, if he was looking at his numbers, definitely did not include like what Pokemon went on to do. Although I'm sure he had a model forecasting that stuff. Um, and people were like, well, yeah, man, that makes sense. Like who, who, uh, who is going to buy switch that doesn't already own smash brothers. And it's like, guys, you don't like Nintendo has these huge silos of fandoms where, oh, I mean, they're not completely siloed off. Like people who play smash brothers will probably also eventually buy Zelda and Mario Kart and all this other stuff. Uh, but they are Smash fans, and they are Smash players, and there are a lot of them. Uh, there's yeah, a lot of them. A lot of people just seem to not really understand. I, mean, I remember we even had some, some co-workers and stuff where they, like, they weren't understanding, first off, the extent of Smash's popularity and kind of how it's in its own little community. There are, I mean, there, right. you know, there is a cross-section of people who are just straight Nintendo fans like Smashers. There's a lot of people who of aren't course. necessarily like traditional Nintendo fans that love Smash Brothers like, way more than they like any other Nintendo thing. Right, and and that's you know it's they're still playing the the older Smash games all the time, nonstop. Uh, and when when it came out for like the Wii U, it was it was like the big thing that like actually like gave the Wii U some life for those last couple of years. And when it came out for the three three DS, it was a huge boost for the three DS, which had already sold millions and millions and millions of units. So it clearly can do this, and it's going to do it for the Switch, uh, no doubt. Um, and I, you know, I and I bet Pokemon ha- is having the same effect where. Um, Parents are waiting to get the Switch. Uh, there are going to be a lot of parents with a lot of kids out there who haven't bought the Switch yet because $300 is a lot of money. But at a certain point, it's like, well, the Switch is is everywhere. I know people are talking about it. Uh, I have I have some friends that play it. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have that Pokemon game yet, which I know is what my kid really likes. But, uh, you know, I'll, I know they like Mario Kart 2, and that's good. Oh, there's a Mario Kart bundle. And I'll get Pokemon at the same time. Well, there's Christmas settled right there. And it's like... That's going to be this year for sure. That's what happened on Black Friday, without a doubt, and it's going to continue to happen as Smash comes out. Um, to the point where I bet uh, after this holiday uh, that Nintendo will actually still hit that twenty million number, yeah, or at I least get they, very close. Very. I think close. they might have a they might have a pretty good shot of it. I mean, after you know Mario Kart, uh, Zelda, and Main Mario, I mean their best cards to play are Pokemon and Smash Brothers, and here they are. So right. Yeah, and so it's like, like you know, we were saying all all year two. It's like, oh man, they they don't have stuff to match what what they did in year one. Um, and when it's all said and done, that'll be true. But it's just because they only had two of their biggest games instead of three of their biggest games. Um, uh, Pokemon and, and Smash are completely up there with those other other games uh, in terms of selling. I I think when, like at the end of the generation, when we look and see like, oh, what games sold the most? Um, Smash is never going to be in like the top like three. Um, but, but it, that doesn't mean it's like it, it doesn't have that same effect just because it is selling to so many different people that don't already own it. Like it's, it really is that it, it's a whole other thing. Um, let's see. I, I don't know if we mentioned the specific thing about this. Uh, uh, it was the uh, best selling Nintendo console for the five day period uh, from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Um, outselling the Wii U. Or I'm sorry. Of course, outselling the, the Wii. Wii. Outselling the Wii. Um, even when the wow, I sold the Wii U. That's crazy. <laughs> <sighs> I think I'm, that might be the podcast title. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's and it's all the Wii, which you know the Wii was um, uh, supply bound for a few holidays there, but that almost it just doesn't matter. Like, okay, yeah, it was it was supply bound because it was selling everything it could make, um, and maybe if they could make more, they would have uh, sold more. But it's like it seems like same things happening with the Switch, maybe with like without the same exact fervor, um, but it's doing very well. Uh, final stat on that: it was up one hundred and seventeen percent compared to twenty seventeen, so more than double what it sold last year. All right. Um, Next story. I think we just got a, a few more. We'll get through these. Um, the An- Anthem Alpha. We mentioned this. I just kind of want to give people like a little heads up on when it's happening. So it's it's running December 8th and December 9th, and it is a closed alpha. Uh, you could try to get into it by simon- s- signing up on EA's website, uh, be- but participation is not guaranteed. You can't go pre-order and ensure you're going to get into this session. Uh, and they are like several broken up sessions. It's not going to be running for 48 hours st- hours straight. Uh, December 8th through through December 9th. Uh, you're going to have to just kind of wait for them to say, okay, it's live. Go ahead and try it for a few hours. All right, we're turning it back off. Come back at this time. Um, very similar to what Bethesda did with Fallout 76. So that bodes well for Anthem. Um, that, that game, I'm, I'm excited to kind of give this a shot, Mike. I, uh, are we going to get in the alpha, Jeff? I'm... I'll talk. To, I'll see. I'll talk. Get to me. Get me. Get me in, buddy. Come on. Come on, pal. <laughs> see if you, I'll see if I can get you in. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Uh, I, I know that there was. I know they were given like some people some invites. We haven't got them yet though. So I'll see if we can get them. Um, but speaking of Electronic Arts, uh, they they have uh, teased an announcement. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say them. I should say Casey Hudson teased an announcement uh, in his blog. Uh, he wrote that, oh, we've got uh, a lot of stuff happening. Hey, Anthem, Anthem, here's the thing now. Uh, it's coming out. And I guess this the the, the news of this uh, alpha wasn't necessarily supposed to go out. People found it by, like, scraping the website. So I think this blog kind of got written because he's like, okay, hey, it's out there. We're going we're gonna to own it. It's happening. Here's how you get in. Here's why you should be excited. Anthem's great. Uh, but for all you traditional Bioware fans, don't worry. Uh at some point in the next month, we're going to have some Dragon Age news. We are, we're hard at work on that. Um, and he didn't, he's like, oh, but I'm not going to tell you where. It's going to be at the Video Game Awards. Let's like, let's not, yeah, like, like it's going to be at the Game Awards. Yeah, it's going to be at the Keeleys, uh, which happens not this weekend, but the next weekend, right? It's usually, yeah, the first. Uh, weekend. Yeah, it's the sixth, I believe. Is the I guess Game Awards. Awards. Thursday night is what I believe. Okay. Actually. Oh, it's during the week. Weird. Okay. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he's going to make an announcement there or something. Who knows? Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think that game's probably still pretty far off, even if they are doing this. And a lot of stuff's going to hinge on how Anthem does. So uh, I'm pretty surprised that they're out there talking about Dragon Age right now. Yeah, it seems kind of, it seems like again they're trying to really get ahead of uh, maybe they're freaking out. See how mad gamers are getting everywhere. So they're like, we have to let them know that we're making Dragon Age. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know who really. Is all that excited about Dragon Age anymore? Also, on top of I, I, yeah, else, but, you know, <laughs> but whatever. I, I guess Casey, Casey Hudson is that too. Casey Hudson's very excited about the Dragon Ages. There's gonna be so many ages, big of dragons. Um, and then speaking of the Game Awards, this is story number six. Now, uh, the, the we're starting to get the information. Jeff Keighley's starting to be a little bit a bit less coy and more direct about what's happening there. Um, he said there will be ten games announced at the event. Uh. I'm sure there'll be like a varying scales. Uh, it sounds like there will be something announced uh, involving um, Yakuza. Yakuza said that, or no, that's at the game. That's at the Greg Miller thing. I'm, I'm getting them conflated. <laughs> <but> happening. <laughs> Get him, I know. Another. 
Yeah. Um, but okay, we'll, we'll just we'll bunch, bunch them together. At Greg Miller's thing, which is this weekend, I think, they're going to announce something for Yakuza. Then at the Game Awards, a few days later, uh, 10 other games. The Russo Brothers, who directed Avengers and a bunch of Marvel movies, they're going to be on stage. And Jeff Keighley didn't say why. And the the news is the Avengers trailer is supposed to drop sometime very soon, and Marvel's just looking for the right venue to do it. Mike, do you think there's a possibility we get the Marvel's or the Avengers movie trailer at the Game Awards? I don't think it debuts there. I think Disney would. Right. Like, I mean, di- as big as the Game Awards has gotten, I think Disney would still perceive it as not being the biggest venue they could. I, I mean, Disney's just going to find some football game or something to do it at. Yeah, I, I, I would. The only way I could see this happen is if Jeff Keighley, like, has just some super badass, uh, like, salesperson or, 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 like, you know, partnership manager who went to Marvel and said, look, you have to look at our social numbers. You have to see how much people talk about this thing when it's happening. Gamers are crazy. They also love Marvel. Here's all the data on that. Come here. Debut the trailer there. Uh, I, I guarantee you it'll be like it'll it'll spiral off in a viral way uh, that your trailers always do. But like with that much more fervor and, and with so many people already there talking about it, it'll be a huge deal. That's the it, it's possible that someone made that argument and it worked. But I don't know. I still I still doubt it. I mean, you think it would just, you know, be at uh, that they would just be maybe showing that Square Enix Avengers game. We know that they're making. That's the other question. Do you think it's just that? Do you think, I mean, not just. I, it seems like it's more likely to just be that. It seems like it's about time we see something on that, right? I, I My opinion is you can't show them Avengers movie trailer and then have nothing on the Square Enix game. Yeah, if, right. If you, show up, if you show up there and start talking about the Avengers, there has to be something about that game there. So it's either both or just the game trailer is my, is where I'm at. Um, yeah. uh, and, you know. I would at this point. I mean, I know I'm going to see the movie trailer eventually. I have no idea about this game. Like, who knows what state it's in, what it looks like. I'm uh, kind of just hoping it's Final Fantasy 15 with the Avengers characters. Yeah, it's a, Final Fantasy 15 had like really that good really idea. cool combat system where, like, your like the the party members like really the way they flowed into helping you attack was really cool. And like that is so kind of what Avengers does anyway. Right. Yeah. And uh. And that you know, you just spruce up that system a little bit more to be like even more superhero, and yeah, it could really could really work. Um, okay, so anything? There, there's some other stuff happening. Oh, Pepe, the uh, the Muppet Shrimp is going to be on the stage, which I am very excited what? about for some reason. I know, right? Pepe, uh, Pepe is it Pepe? P- P- I can't remember. I, I don't. I can never remember how to say his it's name. Pepe. Pepe, yeah, Pepe. So he's going to be on stage. It's a lot of exposure. Like no one's ever like, you know, who my favorite Muppet is. It's Pepe. Hey, he's always around. He's winning me over. He's, I mean, he's relatively new. I mean, I know it's like from like twenty years. He's like one of those like Muppet Tonight like era Muppets. Remember Muppet Tonight? A little bit. Yeah, I was I was more of the regular Muppets and then the Muppet Babies kind of missed tonight. But I know what you mean, and I uh, I like him. Like he's always great in the movies and great in everything he does. Uh, so yeah, I'm totally down with him showing up at the Game Awards and doing whatever he wants. Why not? Look, I'm a fan. Look, yeah, you can put any Muppet in there. I'll be into it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, okay. I, uh, they are kind yeah. of low, still leaning towards all these. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're still leaning like, towards all these like, things. Get your thoughts together about this Muppet thing. <laughs> 
I know, yeah. I got distracted. My, my internet's being stupid. I'm like, ah, I still want to talk about Muppets, though. Um, they, I'm okay with Pepe. I'm okay with the Russo brothers or whatever. Um, they haven't really talked about too much, except for Joseph Ferris, who was the guy that was like, fuck Oscars last year. Uh, they haven't really talked about too much about who's going to be like developers on stage. Do you think we're sort of past even caring about that? Because I find myself being like, ah, yeah, they're never going to do that. They're never going to be like, oh, this is a game developers awards where we're, like, we're celebrating the people who make games. Uh, it, it's very much just a like product marketing thing with with awards, and or, and I've I've accepted that. Do you still care, or did you ever I, care? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I uh, I guess I don't care is what I'm saying. <laughs> like I get it, but I don't care too much. I mean, the one time we did put the guy up there, or we had the interview with the game developer guy, he uh, was inappropriate and said the f word a lot. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he, they're, he's they're, coming that's back the one they're bringing back. Yes, that's, yeah. I, like I almost don't like that. It's like, ha, ha, ha. You know what? You know, know why? Because it trended, Jeff. It trended. <laughs> yeah, it did. Gotta bring, bring him back. Yes. Uh, yeah, but th- 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 that leads into like the worst thing that the Game Awards is doing, which is that one category, which is like the best moment of 2017, which was just the best moment of, and it's all the nominated moments are just things that happened at last year's game awards. And it's like, what the hell Jeff? Like, 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 he's like time to se- time to celebrate me. Like that's one of the awards. And one of the nominated moments yeah. is Joseph Ferris saying, fuck the Oscars. It's like, oh, okay. All right. I oh. mean, lean into it, I guess guys, but maybe not that much. Nah. Um, it's a, it's a bit like a, a gauche or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, enough about the Game Awards. I'm sure we'll be back next week probably to talk about that if yeah, if we, if we do this podcast before it happens or after it happens. Um, okay, last two stories. Uh, Super Smash Bros. We talked about this a little bit. That Ultimate is the best-selling Smash Bros. game as a... Pre- uh, this headline is very confusing. Um, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate thing came out. We talked about that. And they're saying it's now the best pre-selling uh, Super Smash Brothers game ever. or And also the best pre-selling Nintendo Switch game. Uh, which makes sense to me if they're selling those packs... Uh, to people who want the system. Um, again, I, I just think that that has worked very well for them. And yeah, then uh, last good. up. Yeah, for sure. Last up, uh, last story, number eight. Uh, Nintendo has updated their video and monetization guidelines. Uh, this is a bit inside baseball, but there's a lot of people who make videos on YouTube. It's much bigger than than just like... Oh, like that's how people like get into start like making money, making game content is going to YouTube and putting ads on stuff. If you tried to do that with Nintendo games, you would w- without question get uh, a copyright notice and Nintendo would not like relent it and say, well, if you want to make money, you just got to come and, and, and basically register each one of your Nintendo related videos with our Nint- Nintendo content creator program. Um, and this program was basically like Nintendo is going to take the money first and then they're going to give you like what's left. Uh, and that's, and so YouTube takes its 30% cut and then Nintendo was going to take a 40% cut of what's left. And then you get the, the, like the the remaining like small bits. Um, yeah. So, and, and, and on top of that, it like created like this really weird situation where, uh, you were getting paid by Nintendo to make content about Nintendo and which is a kind of a, uh, a questionable ethical thing for critics. It's like, oh, you know, should I be hesitant about saying anything too bad? Cause maybe they won't approve this video. It was always a. A frightening thing. Um, but they're ending this. They're no longer doing it, which is just, that's, it's nice. It's fine. Like Nintendo finally getting with the times on, on this stuff. Um, my question is, do you think that's because they expect smash brothers to be like this really big, um, YouTube viral hit and they just want people to be able to make as, as many videos as they want. 
I mean, maybe. God, who knows why Nintendo does anything, right? I know. I know. It's always yeah, I want to be. I, I wish I was in the room when they decided to do this, but yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that. I think that's probably uh, like the um, like the calcifying factor here. The thing that was like, okay, yeah, we were always going to go back on this. Factor. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I the like thing it. that finally like hardened the, the thing that hardened them on this decision. Be like, yes, okay, we can just pull the plug on this now um, because they couldn't have been making too much money on this because you know it's like, okay, yeah, they take a forty percent, but they also have to pay people to like go through videos and approve everything. A lot of it was done manually. There was only so much done automatically. And if people had problems, there would have to be support for that. Cause it's like, you're in this business relationship with all of these people. And there had to be, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people making content about Nintendo that probably tried to sign up for this. Uh, it had to be an expensive program that when the, at the end of the day, just didn't make them a lot of money. Yeah, and they're like, that. why are we even doing this? Exactly. And then they're like, why, why even bother with this? We got smash coming out. Just let people market the game for us. That's going to be so much better. So yeah, just that let's, conversation let's do what everyone else does. Exactly. Everyone. No one does this Nintendo. Why are you so weird? And it's because they're Nintendo. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, okay. I think that's going to do it for the news. That wraps it up. Uh, that wraps up the podcast as well. Oh, wow. uh, so in that case, yeah, let's, let's say goodbye to the good people, Mike, and tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. You can find me at GamesBeat. Uh, you can also follow me on, uh, on Twitter as Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. And uh, yeah, I also do the Exploding Barrel podcast every week with my brother, and that's at ebpodcast.com. And I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there. Um, I am also on uh, YouTube, where Nintendo is not giving me money, um, at youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. On Twitch, at twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's going to do it. We'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, we have... Um, I'm sure we'll be kind of covering stuff like the like if there's any announcements made at that uh, Greg Miller thing or at the uh, Game Awards. Keep an eye on GameSpeed.com for all the news from that from those events. Um, and get hype, always get hype. I think that's uh, the, the message we should take away from from our podcast is just yes. don't think about it. Get hype. There you go. All right, everybody, bye. Bye.